Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Monica Woodhams. Monica is the founder of Confessions Media, a strategic pub relations and podcast management agency that increases the notoriety of influencers and entrepreneurs so that they they can be known as the leading experts in their industry. Monica has over half a decade of experience in the influencer and PR industry, having started a blog in 2009 and has worked in fashion PR and celebrity publicity. She graduated with a degree in strategic communication slash PR from Texas Christian University. Monica believes that when her clients live the lifestyle of their dreams beyond their brands, the stories they tell through podcasting, social media, and publications will make a greater impact in connecting with their audience. I'm so excited to have Monica here today to chat all about the rise of podcasts. So let's dive right in. Hey, Monica, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you today. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Hi. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. So I own Confessions Media, which is an agency that does podcast management and PR with an emphasis in getting clients on podcasts or getting guests onto their own podcast. And it came to be really because I had my own podcast, Influencer Girl Lifestyle, and I just really saw um, how powerful podcasting can be in the communication space. And just to kind of take it back, I started blogging back in 2009, 2010. So I've been in the influencer space for almost 10 years. And, you know, podcasting to me has been one of those areas where I just really see the power of connection in the digital space in a way that we haven't been able to before, both from a business standpoint, as well as from an influencer standpoint. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And like thinking back a few years ago when, you know, blogs were just becoming popular and stuff like that and podcasts was like, that was just that stupid app on your iPhone that you do need to open store. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> but now I use it like daily. So it's very, very funny how things have evolved. And now it's not a stupid app on my iPhone. It's the app that I use pretty much every single day. So it's really cool how things have evolved over time and now how podcasting is taking precedence over you know blogs and you know kind of competing head and head with video so um i kind of want to talk a little bit about you know pitching yourself to be on podcasts in addition to starting your own podcast and getting guests and stuff like that too so a mix of both of those things so let's dive right in so what do you think makes podcasts superior to other forms of content marketing Yeah. So one of the biggest things is as humans, you know, audio voice is going to be one of the things that allows us to really truly connect with someone in a way that's deeper than through a photo or through 
writing. And so I think that podcasting has really taken off because someone can listen to just one of your episodes and already feel like they're best friends with you as opposed to if they come across your post on Instagram, you know, they'll be like, that's a cool picture. She seems like a cool girl. Maybe I'll follow her. But then, you know, the Instagram algorithm does its thing and then you never see that post again. Whereas if, and they follow so many people that they forgot that they even followed you in the first place as opposed to, you know, podcasting where you feel like you're in the room with that person. You feel like you like really got to know them, like you went to coffee with them. And that just sticks in your memory so much more. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And a good thing about podcasting is that if you are scared to be on video, like a lot of people are, like I'm personally, like I've gotten a lot more comfortable with video, but it's still not like my favorite thing ever, especially live. Um, it's kind of like a nice intro step into, you know, live video if that's something you want to pursue because it's, you don't have to show your face. You can be in your PJs recording <laughs> and, you know, it's just not as scary to me because it's not live A and B. It's just, you know, you're not showing your face. You don't have to show your facial expressions and all that stuff. And it's just like a real one-on-one conversation. So I think it's a good yeah. step if you're looking to kind of up-level, you know, from being just a blogger or something, kind of starting your own podcast or even being a guest on other people's podcasts is a good option for you. Yeah, I completely agree. When um, in January, I was kind of evaluating like my, you know, my business goals and where I really wanted to focus my presence. And I thought about doing a YouTube channel for a long time because I used to have one and it was fun. But what it came down to was, what can I, which one of these is going to be most consistent for me? And at the end of the day, I know myself, I know I'm not going to be consistent on something if I have to like get my hair and makeup done or even like do it myself and like not wear a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So it was like podcasting was the easy answer. I could literally record a podcast episode at 11 o'clock at night and it would be just as good a quality as 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I'm the same way. Like, I barely get ready as is. So, you know, <laughs> to something like a YouTube channel where you have to look at your hair and makeup done and, like, your background needs to be clean. Let's be real. My background is always a mess. So, right. like, yeah. you know, doing that once a week or twice a week or however many times a week you need to do to be consistent can get a little overwhelming. So, podcasting is a really good answer because you're able to still get your message across. You just don't have to look all fancy. Absolutely. And honestly, I think it's a really benefit to your audience as well because, you know, we're multitaskers at this point. And even like for someone who's driving to work on their commute, the chances of them listening to your podcast will probably be higher than them watching your video just because, you know, they can drive and listen to something at the same time. Yeah. No, that was where I used to listen to the majority of podcasts and I still had that commute to work. And that's where I got like all of my information, like I'm starting my business and stuff like that. And then once I started my business, like I obviously still listen, but it's just not on the go anymore. But right. yeah, it's a really good way to do that. Cause you know, no one's going to pull up your YouTube channel while they're driving and listen like, <laughs> in the butt. So why would you right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's kind of talk a little bit about some of the benefits of hosting your own podcast and then after that, kind of the benefits of being a guest on someone else's podcast. 
Yeah. So starting with the benefits of having your own podcast, you know, that is your space. It's your channel. You get to lead the conversation and you also really establish yourself as an expert in your industry because you have this platform that other people want to be a guest on because they want to get in front of your audience. So it's a really great way, you know, to bring in credibility for yourself, for your business, as well as having your own platform to share your story your way. You get a lot of control over it. Um, the advantage of being a guest on podcast is still, you know, building the credibility in front of a new audience. But again, it's, you know, establishing your credibility in front of this audience that may have never found you otherwise. So I do think it's important. Both are really important. Mm -hmm. And when deciding which one to start with, I think that just comes down to what does your schedule allow and what can you be consistent? Because right now what we're seeing is people are starting podcasts, but they are, you know, they record two episodes, they realize how much work goes into it and they never do it again. And then that just creates noise. And I mean, you know, this is something that happened in the blogging space as well. When blogging took off is people would start blogs, put up eight posts and never touch it again. So, you know, you really just need to know yourself and what you're ready for at that moment. And if you can't commit to launching the podcast, you can definitely commit to, you know, being a guest on a podcast once a month. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I don't know how many podcasts I've subscribed to that just like had like five to 10 episodes and then randomly stopped. It wasn't like there was like, oh, we're taking a break and we'll come right. in season two. It's just like they haven't published since like April of 2018 and now it's September with no yeah. like, content. So yeah, it's definitely like one of those things that, you kind of need to go into it, prepare, whether that's, you know, batch recording your episodes so you have something to every week, whether you're busy or not, and things like that, and just kind of getting a system down, just like you would anything else in your business. Exactly. And then in terms of, you know, being a guest, like you said, that's really good for credibility. And I, in addition to writing this podcast, I've also been a guest like you have as well. And I feel like that's helped me a lot. Like, I've gotten clients from it. I've gotten, you know, just people, you know, referring me because of it. Like, oh, she does Pinterest. Okay, cool. Now let me yeah. refer her out. So it's a really good way. And a lot of people don't think about it that way. They don't think yeah. that that little five minute pitch at the end is going to be beneficial, but it actually is. Right. And just the networking opportunity that comes from it is really powerful. The, you know, the way that my network has expanded since podcasting is has been so much greater than when I come out of a conference like yes I, I'll go to a conference or a networking event and make cool contacts but you know not in the same way as like with the person who interviewed me or I interviewed on the podcast because you're really sitting down with someone for like 30 minutes to an hour and you're you know you're really getting to know each other in a way that you wouldn't just by going to a networking happy hour. And so it's just really powerful just when it comes to getting clients from places that you never know you would to, you know, building and growing your network because you never know like who's going to refer you to someone else. 
Exactly. And I feel like it's even more beneficial when you talk about like a similar topic every time because they're like, okay, wow, she's not just talking about this and then something else and then something else the next time. She's consistently talking about, you know, a very similar topic, you know, whether it's like little tweaks here and there or, you know, the exact same thing, even though that can get a little boring, each host is going to have different questions. So it's not going to be completely the same every time. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm really like the a believer in whatever you say is or talk about is meant to like be heard by someone and like it doesn't have to be for everyone. And, you know, like something's always going to resonate. So even if you're like, oh, I just talked about this like in the last two episodes or the last two podcasts I was on, like you just never know who needed to hear that again. Yeah, and also not everyone listens to the same podcast, so they may have never heard you anywhere else before, and that may be their first introduction to you, or they may need that second time to get to know you better. Like, oh, okay, well, not just this one person thinks she's good at this, this person's also having her as a guest too, so maybe she actually is really good at this. Right, yeah, exactly. It's just, there's so many components to it. It's, It's such an amazing platform. For sure. I've been loving my podcast, even though it's only been around for 10 months now. It's been my favorite thing that I've done in terms of content marketing in my business so far. Yeah, same. Um, so I know you said you're, you also do PR strategy and stuff like that. So, you know, when it comes to pitching podcasts, what is your number one tip to pitching to be a guest on someone else's podcast? What can we include in our email? You know, how can we make it so that that person is just dying to have us on their podcast? Yeah. So the number one tip is letting them know what's in it for their audience. So not even just what's in it for the host, but their audience, because at the end of the day, like their podcast is there for their audience because without their audience there, it would just be like them recording themselves on their computer, right? So I think if you can really tie the value that you can bring to their audience, and especially if you take that to another level and let them know like what gap you're filling in past episodes that they've had, then that can be really powerful as well. Because, you know, Let's say you're a brand strategist, for example, and you pitch yourself just saying, hey, I'm a brand strategist. I help people get really clear on their brand. Um, and I've had, you know, a lot of business success doing this. Like, great. Okay, good for you. But there's a lot of brand strategists who could say the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So if you can, and maybe even they've had other brand strategists on the podcast already. So if you could go back and see, okay, what did these other people who do something similar to me talk about? And what's something that I know is going to be really beneficial for the audience that didn't get mentioned? And I think that's what's going to get you booked. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And even giving like a couple of topics too, mm-hmm. the person's not yes. just like, well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't make them do the work. I, when, even when people pitch to be on my podcast, like unless if they don't give me potential topics and they just give me a link to their website, I don't consider them. Like if you're going to pitch yourself, like you need to do the work. Yeah, exactly. And like thinking of like three to five potential topics is not that difficult. And it doesn't, no, especially if it's about you. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
like if it's about your skills it shouldn't take that long and yeah, yeah. i feel the same way or if like someone's even like take the time to even know what i'm all about like i had someone pitch me recently for their client and they were um like a former drug addict and but the rest of the stuff didn't really relate like nothing was about business and I'm like my podcast is about business how is this even relevant whatsoever and like you know it, it's not going to serve my audience well and it's not going to serve you well so you know, right. it is really important yeah so that's my tidbit there yes um, no I completely agree so now let's jump in a bit more about starting your own podcast so there's definitely a lot that goes into it, um, as you know. So what is some of the technology that we need to get started with podcasting? Yeah. So first of all, I think that it's important to mention, like, one thing that keeps a lot of people from starting a podcast is, you know, the barrier of technology. But mm-hmm. it, it can really be simple at first, I, especially because you don't want to invest in a lot of technology until you know that podcasting really is for you. So, you know, I started out with my good old MacBook. Um, my, um, I bought a microphone off Amazon that cost 40 bucks <laughs> and <laughs> like I kept it really simple and I used a Zencaster at the time um, to record the episodes. And so I just kept it so simple because I wanted to make sure that I was not going to be like, you know, just jump the gun and like invest in all this technology and then realize, you know what, podcasting isn't my thing. So I think it's one of those things where, you know, you just kind of get the bare minimum, try it out. It doesn't have to be perfect right away. Um, And then go from there. So what's interesting, and I love that we're having this conversation right now is because I launched Influencer Girl Lifestyle back in January. Mm-hmm. And then this week I launched my second podcast, which I don't even think I've told you yet. So <laughs> be on the lookout for an email. <laughs> and that's exciting. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been really interesting to see how I handle, you know, this launch differently than when I launched my first podcast, just based on what I've learned and just what I know, like kind of like, and a lot of it has to do with just ripping off the bandaid and just putting it out there and not trying to think of like all the things I need to do first, which sounds a little irresponsible, but I mean it in terms of like, don't feel like you have to save your money to buy the $120 microphone. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Like you said, it doesn't have to be perfect from the get go. Like it's not it's not one of those things that, you know, you, some of my favorite podcasts, honestly, have, I've seen them evolve over time. Like their audio used to be yeah. and now it's oh really, gosh, really yeah. great. So. It's so true. It's so true. And at the end of the day, if you're providing value and content, people are going to stick through with you and the, they will be the ones who remember, oh, I remember when she first started out and the audio was a little funky and now she's like in a professional studio. Yeah, and even some of my current favorite ones still have floats, but I think it's like part of it. Like, not everything needs to be 100% perfect, and you know, we just need to keep that in mind. And not everyone has the budget for professional editors. Like, personally, my husband edits my podcast, he's definitely not a professional, he does the best he can, but you know, 
it's just one of those things. And, you know, as long as you can convey what you're wanting to convey, um, whether you have some hiccups along the way, um, I mean, you're doing what you can. And as long as you're connecting with your audience, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we don't obviously don't want like crazy sirens in the background and all kinds right. of background noise, but just, right. you know, if you mess up or stumble over your word or something, you don't have to edit that out. That's so normal and so natural. And if you edit it out, it would kind of sound worse. So definitely. And I think that that's something that's important too. So one, my agency, we do edit podcasts for people. And one of the things that we'll get from clients sometimes is, um, I said like too many times in this, can you edit that out? And I actually, um, generally try to fight for keeping that because Mm -hmm. it's just the style of how you speak and that's okay. And it's not about overanalyzing how you communicate because how our communication style is going to resonate with the right people because that's going to be, you know, how it's like friendships. It, you know, we all kind of connect with different friends and that's fine. You know, it, it doesn't have to be this thing where like we completely curate all of a sudden how we communicate, which is one of our strongest assets as human beings. Yeah. And I feel like for me personally, if I took out all the likes, it would sound so forced and unnatural. Yeah. That's another word I use in my vocabulary as well. So it's really important to keep it natural, make it sound as, make it flow as well as possible. Because if you're editing out every word, every other word, basically, because you say like all the time, then, you know, your podcast is going to sound really choppy and not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So when we're starting our own podcast, what are some of the things we can do to stand out among the sea of other podcasts? Because let's be real, they have really blown up over the past (laughs) year. Yeah. So one of the biggest things is honestly to be a guest on other podcasts and to talk about your podcast there because that's going to get you seen a lot faster than relying on people just stumbling upon it in the iTunes Mm -hmm. search. Another thing early on that I really encourage my clients to do is to start out with two episodes a week Mm -hmm. because that gets people in the habit of seeing your podcast. And you don't have to do two episodes a week for the rest of your life. (laughs) But I do think that um, I've seen that make a really big impact in terms of growth um, and, you know, getting noticed. And the other thing is to really make sure that your podcast is filling a void in the podcast space, that you're not just creating just another podcast that is exactly like 20 others. Like we can all have, we, we are all unique people. We all have our unique view of how we see the world. So take that view and make that kind of like the perspective that it's coming from. And that's going to stand a lot more, stand out a lot more than being like, oh, this business podcast worked for her. So I'm going to do the same exact thing, interviewing the same exact people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing I hate more than like listening to a podcast and then hearing, like it's fine to hear the same person back to back on a few different podcasts, but once they're hitting every single podcast on the map and it's just like, 
okay, yeah. it's too much. You're like, okay, I've this person like 10 times, like, <laughs> over. I know. It's true. It's so true. So I think that that is the biggest thing. And, you know, it kind of is the same rule of thumb for everything else, whether it's Instagram or blogging, is that when you can be you, that's – and I hate – I know people hate this answer sometimes because they're like, well, how do I do that? How do I know if that's going to work? But at the end of the day, I really do believe that the long-term game is you just doing you your way. And that's kind of, I kind of had to take a dose of my own medicine, so to speak, with that. And that's why I launched my second podcast because I realized that I needed to put something out there that was like just so unique to me and and honestly I'm so excited about it because I don't really see anything else like it out there right now. Well, I'm excited to learn more because yeah, um, there's a lot of podcasts out there, there's a lot of noise and you don't want to just be contributing to that noise, you want to actually have an idea and a unique perspective on things. Exactly. And again, if you feel, if anyone's feeling stuck and thinking like, but I don't know what that is, don't feel like it's not in you. I truly believe that there is a unique perspective and point of view that you have inside of you that is just like waiting to like come out and be shouted out from the rooftops. So everyone has that. So just believe that, know that it's there. I totally agree. I mean, like, even if you're like, okay, just interviewing businesses, other small business owners, and doing solo episodes, you have your own take, no matter what it is. As long as you're not doing carbon copy episodes of every single podcast you listen to, then you should be providing people with value and not, you know, just copying what everyone else is doing. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, if you feel like you're struggling to figure out what that is, Maybe it means taking a break from listening to podcasts because, so that you can let your own creative juices flow or taking a break from social media, from Facebook, things like that. And a lot of times that can let your, you know, your creativity and like whatever message you need to get out there surface a lot faster. Yeah, I think people get stuck in that content overload, whether it's blogs or podcasts or, you know, consuming videos and things like that. So. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and focus on ourselves and stay in our own lane instead of trying to learn all the things and do all the things. And then that's when our, you know, inspiration kind of hits. Absolutely. So now let's dive into the part where I ask you the three questions I ask everyone that comes to the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? So to me, being an entrepreneur means that there's no ceiling to what I can accomplish in my career. I can do things as fast or as slow as I want and can grow, grow whether it's in terms of income or in terms of the skills that I'm developing and do that on my own terms. When I was in corporate, one of the frustrating things was that um, there was a very clear hierarchy at the company that I worked for. And, um, you know, even if you were performing at a very high level just because the rule says you can't get promoted for two years you couldn't get promoted for two years no matter how amazing or much of a genius you were so 
that was really frustrating. So to me, that, that that's what entrepreneurship means is that you can really grow as fast as you want. Um, and then as far as what I enjoyed the most, I enjoy the creativity and the strategy that comes with it. I think that it exercises my brain in a way that I didn't know possible. Even when it comes to personal development, I, I don't think that I would be at the place I am within myself and in terms of confidence without this personal development work that comes with being a business owner. I so agree with that. I feel like if I was still in my corporate job, I would just be a completely different person. And I feel like, you know, owning your own business does help you step into that confidence because you kind of have to, like you're not going to close mm-hmm. any sales if you don't have confidence in what you're offering and you're not going to be able to land podcast gigs if you're not confident in like a specific topic. So it's really, it really helps bring about that confidence and makes you feel more empowered because everything you're doing is going to benefit you. It's not just the big overarching company that you work for. Exactly. Exactly. So what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? So this could be anything digital, uh, physical, doesn't really matter, just something that you can live about. Oh my gosh. I would say Google Calendar, mainly because I don't know what I would do without it. I, <laughs> if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen. Um, so for better or for worse, I rely heavily on my Google Calendar. Um, that's, you know, that keeps me more accountable than anything else, more than Asana does, more than any other, you know, note tracking software app anything like that um i just have to say like i i'm google calendar's number one fan (laughs) can you sponsor me please yeah please (laughs) please but yeah no i love google calendar and i especially love that you can get notifications um because you know i do have a sign and i do use it but unless i'm looking at it I don't yeah. know where my appointments are, so I have to be constantly looking at it. So it's nice to get notifications on my phone, like, oh, hey, you have a meeting in 15 minutes. So I can exactly. Rush yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, and then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just the per- person or persons, if you have multiple, that just kind of light you up and make you feel really inspired and you're always, like, consuming the content that they're putting out. Yeah, so... The first person who comes to mind is Ali Webb, the founder of Drybar. Oh, and, yeah. you know, she doesn't necessarily, like, give out business advice all the time. She does on occasion. But to me, I look to her for inspiration when it comes to especially just being so excited about what you've created and putting it out there and – you know, also doing it because you see how your customers, your clients are affected by it. And she does it in such a fun way and keeps her personality into it. I love following her personal Instagram account, even more so than the dry bar uh, Instagram account itself, because you can tell she is just herself and she's not afraid to, you know, show her family, her like being like, I skipped the gym this week or, and 
like here's like my glittery shoes mm-hmm. and i really i really love that and i met her in person the summer and she was exactly how i imagined she would be when i was introduced to her and i think that that's something that's super powerful and really inspiring that she really is being transparent because if she weren't she would be there'd be some things like oh she's not what i expected so I just really look up to her a lot. And so I, I go to her for inspiration, especially when, you know, I need that kind of like excitement back into our business because, you know, it happens where we're kind of just going through the motions. Like we have a crazy to-do list and we just need to find that fun again in it. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And who doesn't love clothes at Dry Bar? Let's be real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of reminds me of um, a lot of Kendra Scott. I think she yeah. into that as well. And she's a totally cool. So I think that's really cool. But yeah, no, that, that's great. And no one's ever said um, her before. So that's that's really cool. Everyone okay. is like, you know, those prevalent online entrepreneurs that you would like, right. the stereotypical ones that you would think of. But right. yeah, no, that's a great one. Um, and I loved her podcast episode on how I built this. Oh my gosh, right? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> where can we find you on the web so like your website your podcast all that good stuff yeah so on instagram that's where i hang out the most which is at monica woodhams um my website is confessionsmediaco.com and my influencer podcast is influencer girl lifestyle podcast and my brand new podcast is how to pretend to like sports <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. I really enjoyed having you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 71. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.